You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. I woke up with this feeling There was something I needed to say So I wrote you a song Lately, girl, I've been dreaming Dreaming about you all through the day Got it. So Welcome to Axe to Grind, the hardcore podcast. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. And I'm Tom, apparently recording from a cave, according to one Eric Wilson of Worst Possible Timeline. All right, let's just get into uh, it. Shots were fired. Shots, shots were, were fired. fired. I had, I, I mean, I don't listen to that tripe, but um, I had some, a friend point out that, you know, first minute in, you guys are talking mad garbage about us, about me, about my mic discipline, even though I don't touch any of the fucking buttons and I leave the microphone. Like, of course, if we're like bullshitting, uh, now we already have like the, the R rating on like the cursing first 30 seconds. Sorry. But if I'm like talking to you guys and it's not like on the air or like if I'm like looking to do something, because I mean, maybe I'm not talking directly into the microphone. But like mm-hmm. you act like I have like the microphone in my hand like I used to, and I'd you know be moving it all over the place. It's on a, a a stand in front of my mouth. You remember the movie Joe's Apartment? Not with the roaches and yeah. Uh, so and the, making no con- the chubby making, dude that became, yeah, became handsome. It was uh, Jerry Con uh, J- Jerry O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell. 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 Uh, O'Connell. <clears throat> yeah. Listen. I'm not suggesting that you got a roach problem. It's just Queens. So, so my point is that maybe, maybe a little friend comes in in the middle of the night and changes your levels. The tooth fairy comes and change. Got it. <laughs> is this part of the grand worst possible timeline uh, conspiracy theory? Like, do you think? No, this this is us trying to clout up off of Tom. Well, I mean, yeah, he's <laughs> definitely trying to build up. I mean, you know, the bands are doing well. You know, I was on Ace's podcast. Like, he's just they're just trying to climb up my back. And then 10 seconds later, they're like, this woman is unattractive. And I was like, click. And I turned it off. (laughs) I was talking about Julia Fox and she's obviously not unattractive. I just had, she has an unattractive energy. Thank you. I'll stand by. Yeah. You are talking about it. She's like, look at this woman. I was like, yeah, she's gorgeous. We, everyone saw uncut gems and we're like, I mean, and then she said uncut gems and then everybody's over it. No, that that made me like her more. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. I kind of liked her better after that. Um, All right. Let's get to uh, talking about hardcore. Let's shout, out our, let's shout out our sponsors to start the day. Uh, let's start by saying thank you and hello to Close Casket Activities. Ooh, kombucha. Thank you and hello to Death Wish Inc. Mm, Calabunga. But really, let's say good morning, good afternoon, and good night to To Live a Lie. Hot coffee. And our good friends over at Run for Cover Records. Guacamole. Guys, I'm going to start us on the fast side. Let's go to To Live a Lie. Um, mm. On some truly fast stuff, uh, they have, I think you guys are aware, they've been working with 625 Thrashcore. Um, oh, yeah. Supporters of Action Grind 2, shout out 625. Uh, there was a discography released by a Bay Area band from the early 2000s, Stockholm Syndrome. Mm. Um, 
yo, this was way better than I remembered. I remembered it being good. I remembered it being like very serviceable, faster, hardcore, et cetera, et cetera. But it never stuck to my bones. But I, I recently gave this the full like, all right, let me give it some ears. It's right there. Um, if you like stuff like DS13, if you like stuff, if you're not familiar with that era of hardcore DS13, tear it up, life's halt, what happens next, this stuff. Um, I think a good comp for this is the no way stuff or even uh, from a little later than that or career suicide. It's on the more punk side of hardcore, but it's plenty fast for the hardcore kid to get into it. I, I think this is a really good uh, discography and, and worth some attention. Stockholm syndrome, death watch LP. It's up for pre-order right now. And you know what? When I was looking for stuff to shout out, obviously there's the spy service weapon reissue, uh, the repress on purple vinyl, fourth press. Uh, oh. Apparently these go yep. over and over and over. So, yo, you hear me on this podcast. I'm sure our listeners pick it up. Whenever anything goes past three pressings, you just hear me be impressed. Because yep. for our li- for our listeners that that haven't maybe put out records or don't don't keep up with this sort of shit. That's not easy, man. <laughs> it's not easy. It's it's a fucking uphill battle. Yo, so shout you, out to them. When you sell out one press, you should feel great. Yo, when you yo. have to repress, it's like, damn. A lot of times, you know, I've put out records where I sell out the first press, and then I repress, and I've had plenty to to for people to get their hands on. Yo, selling out repressings over and over, awesome. Um, but that's not what I'm talking about. I want to talk about the band Obsolete Man. Uh, from what I know, relatively newer band, last couple of years. Again, Bay Area. Uh, wait, West Bay? Ooh, I don't know what that even means. Is that? Yeah, I think West Bay means Bay Area still, not South yeah. Bay, which that's down in Southern West California. West Bay. West Bay. Is that Santa Cruz? That's uh, one of our listeners pulling their hair out right now and yeah. drafting us in a Madden. DM. Isn't that like <laughs> Oakland okay. or like Berkeley? No, that's uh, no. East Bay. East Bay, remember? Yes. So west of yeah. the Bay. Well, whatever. Um, west of the Bay is the water. I thought whatever. Well, west of the Bay, you have that little stick out where it's like Stanford. Is it? Is it Palo Alto? Is this Palo Alto oh, the, hardcore? This this is Stanford hardcore. It's for yeah. uh, AI. AI. Uh, it, it's for Peter Thiel. Yeah, Theranos and Clint Kanopka. You know, we got you. I mean, Jawbreaker um, has a song West Bay Invitational, so it definitely exists. Okay. Oh, okay. And it was right, so, place in the nineties. Yes. So, um, obsolete man. Uh, glory to be. Glory be to the bomb cassette one i like the name two i love the artwork three i it was enough that i clicked on it to see what it's all about fast fast hardcore they describe it as power violence yo this doesn't hit me as power violence the riffs are too heavy the vocal line is yo vocally this reminds me a touch of something like incendiary but over more of a heavier punk touches of the power violence stuff sound um this is awesome and everybody who listens to Axe to Grind could like this. So go check out the obsolete, obsolete Man Glory B to the Bomb cassette available from To Live a Lie in their distro right now. Um, and you can find the band kit. So tolivealie.com, go check it out. Tell them we sent you. Guys, what do our friends at Run for Cover Records have going on? They got big moves this week. Shout out to them. Uh, they, got a, they got a Molina on the roster. And a, 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 an imprint, a sublabel uh, mm. to put it out. Mm. Uh, Summer Shade is the name of the imprint. Again, cool name. I like this. We're getting I like, cool I like the idea right. of Summer Shade mm. as a pale person like Pat. Mm. 
my super soft indie uh, imprint from Run for Cover, Summer Breeze, is going to come on. It's that makes me feel fine. Oh, I like that. Very, very <laughs> Seals and Croft. Thank yeah. you, Tom. Um, yeah, so Tony Molina <laughs> signed to Run for Cover slash Summer Shade, and Summer Shade is um, uh, under the auspices of Madison from Fury. Anybody mm. else? Obviously, Run for Cover. Yes, has a par- partner doing it. Uh, uh, maybe Adam, I think is the name. Uh, it's shout LA out based. Adam. LA based uh, shout out object of affection, shout out summer shade. Uh, I'm excited to see what else they do. Um, but yo, Tony Molina, this Putting out a, yeah, LP on in uh, August on August 12th called mm-hmm. in the fade. Um, we've, I think we've talked about him on here before yeah. he writes like incredibly well-crafted, like 90 second to hundred to two minute mm-hmm. pop songs. Yes. Like if like, I think anyone, you know, if you heard like anyone that's heard it loves it. Um yeah, he's super talented. So. It's you know, it's like there's some it's almost hard to escape Weezer comparisons sometimes, but it's so good that Pat can even overlook the Weezer comparison. Is that fair to say, Pat? Yeah, that's fair. I mean, this is one of those dudes that can, as you said, he can he he like basically cranks out songs. If if you like guided by voices, this is this is also in your wheelhouse. It's just one of those uh, kind of like pleasant riff machines of a man. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm not mad at the kind of uh, Weezer by way of artists. I actually like uh, <laughs> sort of thing that he, that he's got occasionally. Yo, it's a, um, you guys both put it well. It's, it's highly efficient melody infused short songs that are just really they catch you and um has a unique thing going on i'm very excited for this i remember the very first tony molina 12 inch that came out i think it was called distant dismissed yep i think because it made me think breakdown and, yeah. and this is somebody who i know is clearly aware of breakdown um it was so catchy and cool and had its own energy going where it was like hey this fits somewhere in the space between like lo-fi punk and indie but it's maybe more tuneful than either of those descriptions give it credit for so uh everyone should make sure they check out this new tony molina record tony molina in the fade go to runforcoverrecords.com get the limited version while it's still available and uh tell them we sent you guys how are we doing how are you guys feeling today patrick your your complexion is looking a little better you're still a little pale um thank you we were worried before. Have you been getting enough sun? Yeah, I've been. Listen, I'm. People are stopping me in the street and saying, "Yo, you look great. What's up with your body? I wish I looked like you." Why are you I'm dressed like a, a D three assistant coach? <laughs> that is what I look like. You uh, better look like Clint, like it's his Kingsbury from the uh, the Cardinals, like yeah. his like fourth brother. He's like, yeah, I bring him along. He like helps the punter. Listen, he's more of a lacrosse guy, but you know. <laughs> Pat is wearing my, an Under Armour long sleeve shirt. My girlfriend's love language is uh, buying dressing you like an adult sportswear. So, like, check out these sneakers that she she just came home. And she's like, I hate your sneakers. Here's some new ones. Nice. I have no idea what brand this is. This could be like Payless for all I know, but they uh, they make her happy that I don't look like. Uh, you know, you remember the red shoe era where I just wore red shoes for three years? Yes. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was a hot look. It turns out it wasn't working for the ladies. 
Was that a David Duchovny uh, homage or you know, <laughs> your diary? Such a limited audience for that reference. All right. That's, that's what we're dealing. Um, Patrick has entered his athleisure phase. Thank you. Uh, Tom, how are you feeling? Are you getting too much sun? This is a, a balmy time of year. Where, where did this 100 degree weather come from? Um, I don't know. I'm not getting enough sun. I'm definitely like if I'm, I'm I definitely need some vitamin C and D. I've not been out. Work has been crazy. Um, uh, I, I don't know if Pat's following. I'm sure you're following. But like everything that went on in Buffalo and the stuff that went on yesterday in in, in Texas, Evaldi, yeah. it sounds very it's all very, very overwhelming. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think. It just seems like everyone just kind of like, well, you know, it's like on to the next because there's going to be a next. And like, you know, I, I just get, you know, Republicans say one thing, Democrats being like, we got to make this stop. Can you send in twenty five dollars, you know, immediately to help us end this you know, <laughs> catastrophe? And it's like, well, you got me doing that last time and nothing changed. So like now you get nothing and you get it. I hit the unsubscribe button. Yeah, but it's just a lot. So our thoughts, and I mean, at that, those don't go very far. But for all the folks in Buffalo and in and in Texas, um, yeah. it's sad. It's scary. I mean, I think like, you know, I got family members that are teachers. I got family members that are going to school. It's like, what the f- like? Yeah. Of all the places that you should feel safe is fucking school. So uh, yeah. as as a father of two, but one who goes to school, um, my my son goes to a very small school. There's a hundred something kids there. Um, there's a police officer stationed at school all day, every day. I have a feeling that's going to be up to two. By the way, this is a town uh, he goes to where there's the population's under <laughs> population. The living population of the town is probably under 2000 because it's so tiny. Right. Um, it's a summer town, right? I mean, for it's a summer part. town. Yeah. 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 But it's just, um, it's really scary. Uh, uh, sense of solidarity from everyone on this podcast to anyone who's going through it because uh, the biggest experience I'm seeing is that people who thought that there was kind of a good and a bad or start in the governing bodies of our politics are starting to really come to the realization that there's not, that it's all a bunch of bullshit and it's really ugly and uh disheartening i think and i'm very curious to see what happens over the next four years because i don't think it's going to be good no no and just seeing like now the pictures come out he's poor little kid you know it's like jesus fucking you put a face to like the loss and it's like ah god damn it dude or like and the way they do it it's kind of like well you know it's 9 p.m if you're still here and we haven't like connected you to your kid the likelihood that your kid didn't survive is is getting higher and higher by the second. It's just like holy fuck, and just like the more it comes out, it's like oh oh, you know there there were there was law enforcement there when he was there, and they didn't stop him, and he went in anyway. It's like what the fuck, like so now you're there and you can't stop crime. So like what exactly like not to get all office space, but like what would you say you do here? Like if you're there and you can't stop it, then what the fuck's your point? Yep. you know what I mean. It's so far, you know it's. It's like you know, and there was a shooting in on the on the train in, on Canal Street, which is like, yeah, yeah. Like I don't even remember that. I mean, that's like barely. I barely remember stuff like that. I don't that. think that hit national news. I don't, you know, but yeah, locally, yeah. it's like oh, some yeah. random dude, like a little shooting bit older them. than me, was going to brunch. Some dude got shot him in the chest. No reason. Yeah. 
That was a weird like, scene. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the worst part. If you like, you hear stuff, you're like, eh, there's a bar fight. Someone got shot outside. You go, nah, all right. At least it's like you can kind of put the pieces together. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or if they're, you know, but like when it's just like random dude gets on the R train in Sunset Park and just decides to shoot people, but like he's really bad at his job and lights off smoke things first and can't see where he's aiming. You know what I mean? Like, thank it was God that dude was a buffoon. Like, he would have killed him. Yeah, religious folks, unlike the three of us, would would say um, there's no logic to the demonic mind. And while I don't have a faith on that stuff, I there is something to it. And um, it's less about trying, you know, like you said, I, I the bar fight, we, we put it together. You go, OK, not you, great, but at least it, it makes, you know, it makes you kind of put it together. Yeah. Whereas like, oh, a 17 year old as as dark as it can get for someone at that age or ugly, you can't put the logic to man, hurt, teased, bad home life, abused, whatever it is. You can't connect that to then going like, oh, go to the elementary school and shoot a bunch of children. Yeah. I mean, there's um, no, no way to logic that. Uh, you no. can say like bad elements, but. Um, no, there's influences of fucking what goes on nowadays when when assholes are talking about like civil war and like getting people like riled up Two people, you know, like there have been three shootings since people started talking about a civil war and it's affected every, you know what I mean? Like the Asian population in California, mm-hmm. you know, the African-American population in Buffalo. It's like very targeted. It's not like, oh, I just happen to show up in my fucking neighborhood Walmart. Yeah. Like he literally there's like a video. I don't know if you saw the one in Buffalo. When when he's like going up and down the aisles and he aims at a white guy and the guy's like oh no 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 and he's like I'm sorry like are you oh, fucked like, you know what I mean like uh, what are we doing here you know what I'm saying and like you know it, it just like seeing this sort of stuff and it's like this the kid from fucking Texas it was like on his 18th birthday he went and bought two guns like what kind of like what society has you know like I'm not 100 I'm like 99 percent old that you don't need a gun. Because everyone does this whole, like, what if the government comes for you? Well, if the government comes for you, unless you have an army, you're fucked. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have an AR-15 when they have fucking tanks. Like, you like if they really want to fuck, you know, and they're like, well, what, like, what would the cops do if we didn't have guns? I'm like, well, you aren't helping anybody. You have, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like, you know, there's like, you know, every time someone, a person of color gets like shot in the back by a cop that, a, you know, someone's shooting a cop back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that ain't happening. So, like, what's I don't know. It's it's a very sad and distressful time in the United States of not so United States of America. PK, what's the uh, what's the international perspective on this? Uh, my girlfriend very deeply disturbed by this. Uh, kind of uh, additionally disturbed that I wasn't as disturbed. Uh, I don't chalk that up to any hatred I have for school children. Obviously, just that it it, it is uh, not. Uh, as shocking to an American. Right. Um, Kids always fuck me up though. Oh, I mean, listen, this is, don't let me downplay it. This is obviously quite a horror. It's just, you know, like it's, as Tom said at the, at the top, uh, we move on from these relatively quick. uh, And, you know, there's, there's a lot of reasons that that may not be good, but it it is a fact and and I'm no different. So she was very disturbed and, and she also, uh, you know, she was pointing out that if the one time that this happened in in Australia, they banned guns immediately. Right. And they so, haven't had one in like, you know, well, Christchurch happened, but that was New Zealand. 
Yes. But I mean, uh, even like, yeah, you see like, you know, people were like, oh, there was like a guy went into a school in Scotland and like killed 16 people. They changed the laws and we haven't had a shooting in 9,400 days. Like, it's like, oh, okay. Like this can be done, yeah. but like we're bought and sold. So we're fucked. Uh, see, I, I I don't even necessarily see it like that. I, it, my Obviously my take on this is not going to make anybody happy at this exact moment because there's a tragedy just unfolded. But why, why can't it, you just be like, you know, no, no, no. I mean, listen, I'm not, I'm not trying to take away from what happened. This is a obvious horror. It, it's just, it, I think it's more complicated than we're bought and sold. I, I agree with you that the gun lobby is uh, obviously a, a mega power and, and, uh, there are politicians who are essentially living in his pocket. Uh, I just also think that there's a great many Americans who would prefer to live with these horrors than to to give up what they perceive. It's, I, I don't wish to debate this right now, but what they perceive to be the rights. So it, it's I, I think that a thing that we forget that the rest of the world forgets, I'm picking this up in Australia quite a bit, is – um, being an American fundamentally is not about doing the smart thing. It's about, it's about kind of, it's uh, quite the opposite. Actually. It's perhaps maybe our national identity is about doing the stupid thing, regardless of how, regardless of the outcome. And again, many of our listeners are not in that camp. We got people that are heavy on gun laws and all that, but like, I just think that we got to at some point acknowledge that part of the reason that we move on from this isn't an effective gun lobby, though that it's a contributing factor it's really just the fact that a lot of people go, oh, I don't want to think about it because that's thinking about it is the hard cost of, of living with these again, for the purposes of this conversation freedoms. So it, it is a, uh, it's just, I don't know. I, I think that it's a, one of these conversations that a lot of people jump into with like, they're sure they know the answer because yeah, it is, is the no answer. answer. For, yeah. Right. I, I mean, well, uh, hold on real quick. And then we can get into hardcore. I hope, but uh uh, you know, I was really against the lockdown in Western Australia, which was one of the longest lockdowns in the world, because it personally inconvenienced me, and I thought it was a violation of their civil liberties. However, at the end of the day, they saved many, many, many lives by doing so. So uh, what gun people have to acknowledge, what gun uh, advocates have to acknowledge is that sweeping gun reform would save lives. There is no debate there. Sure. And when they debate, when they debate that they look profoundly stupid there. The argument, if you're a gun person is a really hard one, which is the price of freedoms is pain. It, it, it it's, it goes both ways. It's not like the freedoms are a joy. They're a responsibility. That's the argument that they have that is incumbent upon them to make. And today is a very hard day for them to make it. But uh, it's a more a more complex issue than than I see online, so to say. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, all right, you guys want to hit the pit? <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> let's, let's, yeah, let's hit me. the pit. Hey, I, here's a pit report. You know what I went to see on Tuesday, and it was or Monday, and it was fucking incredible. Turn south. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you just a, Bob's just a spoiler. I was gonna let you get it off. I saw I saw your Instagram. I don't know too. if you heard about this band. This band Turnstile is gonna do some stuff, dude. How, how was it? Like legitimately, like so. I did, I missed most of the show because I didn't have a ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they sold played, out three years ago. Yeah, they 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 sold out the Knockdown Center, which I'm guessing is probably about four thousand tickets almost. Mm-hmm. Fuck four thousand tickets. Yeah. It was, wasn't the tour show. It was Beach Fossils and another band. 4,000 people. 4,000. 4,000. 4,000 people 
Yeah. Um, you, you, you know how on this podcast, I, I'm always saying, hey, I'm not jealous of, of Turnstile. I'm, I'm just happy for their success. You're jealous. You can't, you can't keep saying 4,000, my guy. Yeah. <laughs> you're pushing them to a place. So then, yeah, don't, let's not do this. Um, next day, I, you know, I, I was like, ah, oh, man, I was having a lot of FOMO. But like, no, there was no one who would take. I mean, it was like so blood, like sold out, sold out, sold out. So like shows already started. My friend, our friend, Brendan Casey was like, hey, uh, you you going to the show? I was like, dude, I wish, you know, it sold out, you know, and like our buddy Christian, who books a lot of shows, it's not his show. So like I can't get in. And uh, he's like, oh, my buddy just posted that he has a ticket. His friend like flaked on him. And I was like, all right. So he puts me in touch with the guy who's also whose name also Tom Sheehan. Yeah. Oh, First name Alex. So, was, I, so I was like, what? Because he like puts me in a group chat in in on Instagram. And I was like, why does it say Tom Sheehan twice? And I was like, oh shit, this guy's got I'm gonna get it was meant to be. So I got there just in time for turnstile. Yeah. And um it was literally the most crowded I've ever seen Brooklyn Steel by like double. Mm-hmm. It was inc- like I like walked in and like at the door there were people. So I was like, all right, I'm not getting in this way. Like it, it was packed beyond compare. Um, they do, they open with, um, I want to dance with somebody by Whitney Houston, but literally play the whole song. Nice. And you don't realize until that song is on a very loud PA, how joyous and fun, like oh, yeah. the vibe just changes. It's just like, everyone's dancing. They were push pitting in Worcester. But people get real fucking stoked. <laughs> Dave Murphy sent it to Morgado that he people were like, "Yeah, I want to dance with somebody." Like pushing each other in Worcester. Palladium right. never changed, bro. Never changed Palladium. Um, yeah. And then they come out and like we always talk about like Mind Force having those like riffs that get like the the Steve Austin glass breaking pop. That's like yes. yes, I've seen that in a, on a new level. When the like the 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 birds trying to start, people just lose their mind. New songs go over, old songs go over. People are having like the time of their lives. This is like literally like should they should be like in a movie like you know like um like a like a teenage rom com like when like this one night could change it all. Like Turnstile would be the band that played it. They were incredible. They were incredible. Like they sound awesome. Like it's just the production's awesome. They're all going crazy. Oh, actually, hold on, Tom. Yeah. It, it, t- talk to us about that. When you say the production's awesome, I have I haven't seen any of this. I haven't seen any video from this tour. Uh, what, what what is? Uh, and it's not over the top. They they have yeah. lighting, which is incredible. Okay, because I'm I'm easily offended by, by production. I I. Uh, I don't mean to sound like, um, you know, like, like, uh, uh, Pat, Patty cross here, but I, I just, I get weird with anything past lights. Like if you have like an inflatable tiger, did, did I, did I tell you the fucking conversation? Okay. So, uh, 303's manager is, uh, a longtime acquaintance of mine. And one of, one of my friends, very closest friends and, a, and a really a nice guy. Right. And, uh, they were allowing me to sleep on their couch for a few days when I got to Los Angeles. And uh, I'm just hearing in the next room, uh, no, 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 it's, it's lasers from the tiger's eyes. And I'm like, this is the, and I, first I had no idea that what we're the referring Dr. Evil? to. So, uh, well, 
straight up, it was like, it was, yeah, it was like Dr. Evil or it was like a spinal tap. Freaking laser beams. Yeah. Lasers from the top. Like, cause it was clear that the guy on the other line was like, you want holographic tigers? And he's like, no, 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 no. The tigers are physical, but the laser. And I'm like, yo, this is too much. Like for three or three, I'm sure it's fine. But like, I, I lose the plot after a certain level of production. Tiger lasers is probably the level for me. That's like too much. I mean, yeah, and it probably costs a ton of money. But I also think when it's too much production, Iron Maiden notwithstanding, you, 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 you're making up for some stuff that you're lacking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was just a... Like this. And twist. And twist. I- I don't know this. this that's, is the, that's the band you're talking about, Pat. Good. good yes, good. that's that's the uh, three. That everybody, that was your th- uh, thirty seconds of three oh three. It's a it's a, a thing that we do here on Extagram. Um, I I think Tom, correct me because I wasn't there, but I've seen a lot of photos. I would call for the size of the venues that they're playing and the amount of people at these shows. It is. Tasteful to perhaps even minimalist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's backdrop and then, yeah, giant little bit of light and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And the lights are different color. Like, you know, it's, it's enough. Like they couldn't go up there at the size of the venues that they're playing and just be like, house lights, bro. And like with a little like turnstile, like, you know, I'm playing CBGB size (laughs) fucking thing. Like they have to have something. (laughs) But it's it's not a lot. But I think it's perfect, and like it fits the mood. Like, not that. All right, I'm going to sound like I'm, you know, like hello, fellow kids. But like, they had they've curated a vibe at these things with the the pre song, pre show music, the lights, the sound, everything is just like it's an experience. And like I've seen this band, you know, a thousand times playing from the demo on. And they were always great. Like there was never a time they were like, this band's going to grow into something. Like you were always like, this band's really great already. Never seeing this come down the pike, but like it, it, it was just super, super impressive. Um, and yeah. it seems like a cool kill, citizen kill, truth called kill, ceremony. Like it's been a big win for everyone on that tour. Yeah, it seems I, great. I, I- I don't think that he would mind me putting this in the air. He's a, a public account and he's got 12,000 followers anyway. Uh, and so people we've talked about Alex Henry. Uh, he's a, a fellow that plays in fiddlehead. Uh, it, in basement, basement, uh, yep. basement as well. Yep. And uh, he is uh, on this tour documenting it with uh, photographs on his Instagram. His uh, Instagram handle is skate to church. Yeah, uh, that's like as if you were skate, skating to church and uh he is uh everybody that's interested in kind of what's going on on this turnstile tour should check it out because what he does is he's not taking pitch shots he's not doing he's taking photos of the human beings that are there it's kind of like if for our our older listeners uh this one seems lost to history very like fugazi vibe if you remember that th- that whole thing it was always about the people that were there not necessarily the thing that was going on and uh uh, it's it, worth checking out. I, that's the only contact that I've had with the tour. Uh, that's I, was actually going to, I was actually going to uh, call up somebody on that tour for Patreon content and just have a quick conversation with them where they gave uh, their appraisal. They're playing it at the moment. And uh, oh, okay. Yeah. We should I, do that actually. I, but uh, how, how much longer does this go? How much time I got to, to, to uh, a couple more days. Wrapping up. Yeah. Wraps yeah, up yeah, this weekend. Yeah, in DC. Right in DC. That's, that's fine. 
That's fine. I'll, I'll, we'll do a post-mortem on it with him. I think he's having a good time because heads up, everybody, unless you are very scared of people playing in front of 3,000, 4,000 people, very fun. Yeah, <laughs> that are like open to your shit. And it's like 4,000 kids that are open to your shit. You're not open for Slayer. You're yep. opening for someone no, who like no. people that are like That's there right. for music. It's fucking cool. Yeah. That's why I couldn't figure out. So they were on Nardwar. Yeah, I watched it. I, I don't yeah. watch Nardwar stuff, but I watched theirs. No, fun. I did too. And like, it was just like, they just seem like very, very nice human beings, honestly. And, um, but they had mentioned, you know, like the dude, Greg from, from take offense that is filling in, like he's out in the hallway, their lighting person who did have like an incredible job. Like, and it was like one of the person, and Alex. Yep. And they mentioned the like media. And I was like, I'm like, that's a dude from, from Fiddlehead. Not, but I didn't realize that he was like taking, like he was like kind of documenting, which is brilliant. And like, to have that foresight to let, like there's gonna be like a fucking like you know probably a concert video off of this at some point which it sh- and maybe that's what the two shows in dc are about but like mm. so hey, a dude, friend of just, mine yeah. a friend of mine who is loves hardcore but i would say hasn't truly been active in hardcore uh since maybe 2000 um mostly a dude who's like you know i'm 15 i book shows in 1995 i do bands and did some bands that toured hit me up kind of out of nowhere Yo, I saw Turnstile last night. Me, how was it? A spiritual experience. I'm mm. not even a huge nice. fan. I more respect their artistry and quality than want to listen to it a lot. I'm like, okay. He's like, it was unreal. Unlike any hardcore related live experience I've ever had. 3,000 plus sold out. 2,500 people going nuts. I was at Lollapalooza 94 and some big alt shows in the 90s. This was nothing like that. I imagine it'd be like seeing seven seconds on the crew tour, but if three big shows were all happening at once um, and the album is even better live. And I love the production values of it and think it's groundbreaking overall. And so this is somebody I've never really talked wow. to about turnstile who probably tunes into X grind on a very, like, I'll put this on for a few minutes. Okay. I'm where I need to be. I'm done. Um, so, you know, I, I actually thought about it before this episode it's almost unavoidable to talk about, to not talk about turnstile in the position we're in. <laughs> if we're doing like our random chat, current event style episodes, because this tour has been huge. Seeing videos, Tom, from the show you were at and the show the night before in New York. Bonkers. Bonkers. Pat, it's back of the room. People in the back of the room where you'd stand if you were trying to like hold a drink and everyone's jumping around going crazy. Yeah. It was in a wild. fun, like not dangerous way. It, it's just like, yeah, I, I do. I, it's I was explaining to somebody. I'm like, I mean this like in the most genuine and nice way possible. Like, um, having seen Rage Against the Machine in like probably '93, like before they before they were a headlining band, and like seeing them at like Roseland. I saw them before like House of Pain. Right. But it was like right when, the you know, the only song everyone knew was the fuck you. I won't do what you tell me song. Yes. Yep. But just like that vibe and like seeing them, they then they did like they came back like a couple months later and headline Roseland themselves. That was the same kind of vibe that it was like you're very rarely at a show where everyone is all in at the show. Hello out there. Yes. Hello out there, everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz and I'm Flynn McClain. Together, we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi weekly episodes. 
We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimbut the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you! You know what I mean? Like, there's definitely young kids, like, you know, TikTok, like, whatever people do these days, whatever the new TikTok is. But, like, everyone was, like, present and, like, psyched. Like, to f- maybe to finally see, probably see this band for the first time. I bet you 95% of the people there had never seen them before. Yes. Yes. You know? And so it, in, com- in conversation with my buddy, my, uh, my, my takeaway and the ask was, have they their shows are like that, but they've somehow minimized the lunkhead or macho vibe. Yes. It's very, very kind of like everyone's safe. Everyone's at this, you know, here's the question. This aggressive, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, yeah, you don't have to be like, Oh, you know, I'd like to be involved, but there's fucking four, 300 pound people as a 300 pound person. I'm allowed to just say that, um, like punching people in the pit that like a smaller person, anyone else couldn't get involved because they're putting their physical health in, Here's my question. And talking about it with our buddy um, Julian from Silsuit. How do people find out about them? Because like rock radio in, in United States of America doesn't total it's it's like it's like doesn't it's either pop radio or country radio. I would imagine like Sirius is big. I I mentioned that it might have been like playlists. Like how it does like huge the general serious. civilian find them? I'm telling you, serious. Serious gets no play in our world. Like it's just not a thing that we ever consider. But Huge. I can tell you, for a ba- for a band like Drug Church, it's fucking matters. Like I don't know how many spins we get on that shit, but what many, is it? Liquid? Sh- ma- what is the liquid channel? Oh, I don't know. I, liquid well, metal. Yeah, I, liquid metal. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they play like if you're in a car for an hour, you will hear Knock Loose like three times. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Like it's the uh, same, you know. Like they play the same kind of songs over and over and over again. Um, yeah. I mean, I heard like we were on a road trip in California with Rage, and like the only thing that worked was serious. Like Code Orange was no exaggeration. Like every forty-five minutes, they play um, that song "Mud." It, it fucking matters. <laughs> it's really like I like again. I know that like our listeners are kind of pl- like outside that world, but e- even stuff like Pandora matters, which sounds crazy because is some of these sound like very antiquated or or, or uh, you know at least last decade or whatever. But the reality is is that the people talking about shit are typically on the vanguard. They're like on the new social media platforms, etc. Yeah. But the average human being doesn't have time for that shit. And the average human being isn't like struggle. Like they're not like racing out to be the first person with a like. Oh, do you, do you, dis, uh, Twitter's dead. Discord's what's in. Yo, average person is like worried about their bills, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, right? They're not caring about getting the first press. They just kind of go, "This is cool. I like this. This is easily found and served to me." Hundred percent. And again, we can, we can have a conversation as we have a number of times about how sometimes the struggle to find something interesting is part of the reward, blah, blah, blah. But like, I'm telling you as a guy that plays music in front of people, it's nice to have the dude that wouldn't be there otherwise. Nice. So, Oh yeah. So just in a, Hey, what's this about featuring turnstile on Spotify? Cause we're like, Oh, the playlist playlist, right? Um, 
They're featured on Alt Now, Rock This, The New Alt, Rock Hard, Rock Me Up, and Noisy. So these are all these ones. Rock Me Up? Yeah, let's let's take a look at what Rock Me Up is about. Um, Last Night, The Strokes, Are You Gonna Be My Girl, Jet, Monkey Wrench, Foo Fighters, Celebrity Skin, Hole, When You Were Young, The Killers. Um, How many subscribers? Pearl Jam. Um, these are playlists, so I can't. But the oh, likes, I thought it usually says like, oh, nine million. It people. says six hundred and twelve thousand likes. So right. I bet there's a lot. Of, uh, there might say some. Uh, noisy is okay. This one makes more sense for them a little bit. I see Dead, Pup, Joyce Manor, Pillow Queens, Turnstiles right at the top here. Fontaines, Marbled Eyes, Fundabar. So stuff that I am kind of like, okay, I know what that is. Rock yeah, hard. That- Asking Alexandria, Three Days Grace, Hailstorm, Motionless and White, The, the we, Immortal, uh, Five Finger Death Punch. Can we rename yeah. that one Patrick Goes to Guantanamo? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how about how about Rock This? Manskin, Who needs waterboarding? <laughs> Mother Mother, Black Keys, Imagine Dragons, Young Blood. Like yeah, I mean, Imagine is, Dragons is big. That's like oh, uh, this is this is the four point six million likes on this one. Which so, means like, that goes into your like playlist section on your like this is huge this is so uh the conversation ah, man i didn't mean for this to turn into a turnstile episode but it's okay sorry no 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 the shows were magical people are talking about like i have people who have a lot of love for hardcore respect for hardcore but like maybe they go to five hardcore shows in a year max yeah maybe Mm -hmm. who are going you know this was a spiritual experience you know um right and it's not hyperbole no, can it go up from here? Yes, but if it goes up from here, we're talking big, big. Yeah, so, yeah like, big. Like, like, oh my God, big. Um, and then it's the question of like, what does that mean for hardcore, et cetera? Um, it's, it's really, it's interesting. I don't want to get too dorm room. Let's just celebrate this cool moment. We have a couple dorm room episodes coming up that'll be, that'll be knee deep and shit like this. But oh, all right. Um, Shout out to the entire tour, like you said, Tom. I'm I'm very hopeful that we see a nice wave of interest to all these bands. You know, like like yo, can Akulu come home and go headline a tour from this? I hope so. You know, they seem like, to really stand out on this, like yeah. in a great way. Everything that I've seen across people posted across the country and stuff, it's like I don't know if that's part of like the hardcore kid that we all know is like pulling for Akulu. They may not be pulling for citizen and ceremony in the same way because they're established bands of cool like the new, you know, the, the new quote unquote stuff. So people are pulling for them. But like yeah. I feel like they've gotten out there more than you know. Um yeah. All right. On a different topic. Um let's get at it. The band End It has a new LP coming out sometime this year. I think pretty soon. It's on Flat yeah. Spot. Um, you know, I'm really excited about this band. I think they're great. Um, I can't wait for it. I've had a few people tell me recently that they stole the show when they've seen them live recently. So that's a, a, apparently we're Baltimore centric podcast here, but um, really excited about that. Uh, Did you see the promo video? Yeah, it's great. Player hater ball uh, tribute. We'll say it's funny. Yeah. Well, it's funny because like we, we, I'm in a group chat with Nick and MZ and my, our buddy, Brian from perfect world. I'm like, Mm-hmm. Brian sends it out. I'm like, I had already seen it. I think it's fucking hilarious. But Nick doesn't get it because we, I cannot tell you, Nick has never watched Chappelle show. Oh, which blows my mind because it was such a thing for so long. Like, I could put on Chappelle show tomorrow and so fucking crack up, you know, more than 
99.9% of his current output. <laughs> um, it's a fact. Which yeah. is just not even funny. It's just mean. Um, but, like, just some of the brilliance and stuff, like, like the player haters ball, but, like, the singer from Ended coming out and be like, I don't like your band. I don't like your merch. Oh, your merch, yeah. I hate your feelings. <laughs> it's like, this is fucking great. And, like, I think, um, yeah, they're doing... Um, they're doing some stuff which I would love to see a debate between the singer and they're doing some stuff with Sheer Tower. Mm. I saw that mm. they're playing up in like uh Massachusetts maybe next weekend. They're okay. doing so, and they're playing like Long Island, I think. Um, I think they're playing California. Mm. I don't know. Hopefully, maybe and I, this this is literally me being ignorant and not knowing. Maybe they're part of like the second uh the last like uh announcement for sound of fear i literally have no idea i hope so because i will be present and i would love to see them pat have you watched any ended videos i don't believe i have incredible incredibly like the the music is great and what they do is like the singer has an like amazing like singing voice Hmm. but like instead of like sampling like the like the intro music he sings it oh that i like it's awesome well one day i was he he's singing some song i go Man, these lyrics sound fucking. Hmm. I'm like, let me Google this. It was screwdriver. <laughs> I didn't realize. <laughs> uh, He's an African American man from Baltimore. Yeah, I finally um, been exposed. So, and, and I that, found my my death. In, I was cleaning out my closet. And I found my death in June ripoff shirt. So I've literally been totally exposed to all the things that I was never meant to be. So yeah. So everybody should check that out. It's the um, the 12 inches called Unpleasant Living. It's up for order on Flatspot right now, flatspotrecords.com. Uh, this is not a paid endorsement. It's just fucking good. Everybody should check it out. I'm excited for this band. Oh, yeah. um, Patrick, you uh, were, were called a, um, were you called a neo-Nazi sympathizer? Yeah. Yes. Uh, for your support of Death in June. Um, yeah, not my support of Death in June, my factual statement that the man's not a Nazi. Like, right. And for, for our listeners, that's beyond debate. I actually went to the trouble, thank you, everybody, of speaking to somebody who's, who's, who knows him. And the, for, for our listeners who care about this sort of shit or are deeply misinformed, this dude has views that you would not like if you're a 24-year-old that's on one. But they're not Ooh. Nazi views. That's it. Are they adjacent? Going, uh, like far adjacent. Like people we know have people we know have weirder views than this. These just we know a lot of weird people. Are, but here, Pat, we mm-hmm. end drug charge. Next drug charge song. Next single. Yes. You use some imagery or words that are yeah very Nazi. Do you are you not opening yourself up? <laughs> literally, when you were like, they're not Nazis. I googled a song. Literally, the first lyrics that came up, he says, right. "Sig Heil." If I like, if you're you, not, if I you don't include that, unless you're just being a fucking turd, like fake no. punk that want to be like. Listen, if you are trying to talk about a thing, you you don't have to do it in terms where you're scared that everybody is going to assume that you're being literal. Like David Bowie, it wasn't being literal in 99% of his songs. Granted, he didn't say Seagal to my knowledge, but the, the point, he didn't really go to space. Didn't really go to space. It's just this notion. It's this, Um, it's this notion that you don't be taking people literally when they are clearly doing something to be provocative is you taking the bait. 
And some people love that. But for me, it's just never, I, it's, I can't waste my time with that shit. If somebody's obviously trying to get a rise out of me by saying the thing, I'm not going to give it to them. That dude is provocateur. But more, more than that, more than that, he seems to have a singular obsession with a time in history that I think made a very big impact on his family. That's all. Now, again, this man is not my friend. I'm not defending him on any grounds other than I right. think uh, you defended him. No, no, no. I think a core value that I hope a lot of our listeners have, you only hang for the crime you did. Anything other than that is corrupt, straight out. It, it is it, and Tom, you know this from your job. Why are you there's pointing nothing, that? There's nothing fouler than, for example, a uh, a prosecutor who doesn't, who says, yeah, but he did, it, it, this man's innocent. Yeah, but he did shit like this. You know what I mean? There's nothing foul. Oh, no, you of only, course. You only hang for the crime you did. So when I hear somebody say, this man's a Nazi, listen, maybe he's got, maybe he's got plenty of things about him that you would find distasteful. Maybe you'd hate his ass. Maybe you'd think he's no better than a Nazi, but he's not a Nazi. So just get it right. And as far as calling me a Nazi sympathizer, let me tell you how many, how much has changed Ugh. in the last six years. Like I'm watching HBO special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hail Bill Ratio. Yeah. This is this is man holding a paintbrush. Yeah, you- I, no, it's a it's a pe- it's a pencil. pencil I'm doing my Bob Dole. I'm doing my Bob Dole right now. So Bob, um, Bob Dole would not fuck with Beth and June. I say this all the time. Bob Dole does I'm, not fuck with Beth and June. I'm no sort of tough guy. I'm no sort of tough guy, and I'm getting old. But there was a time that if you said that about me, I would I would say, hey, brother, I'm going to come to your house now. That's it. Yeah, it'd be like it'd legit be like, death in June. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, well, bad it's deaths in like June. <clears throat> but uh, you know what? I don't ever want to fight anybody. Well, that's partially true. But I, I never you want, want to. Fight people. I, yeah, no, no, no. But I'm saying like when I on the very rare occasions that I've rolled up on somebody, it is to just have the conversation that I feel like, Hey man, you're not treating me like a human being. We're going to have the conversation now. You understand? And I, but I think that I would have a few years ago, I would have jumped out like that at somebody saying something like this about me. But I really feel to the, to the person that said that, like, I think that you're robbing these words of their impact because I didn't feel nothing from this. I just felt like, Oh, come on, brother. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I've been around this long and I waited to this moment to unveil my Nazi sympathies. Well, like, and, and this and, is. And, <laughs> I think you were going too. So- I think people think you went too soft on this dude who's definitely, even if he's not a Nazi, he's painting with those colors to get a rise out of you, which is like. Which you don't got to like. You don't got to like. The basest, most corny fuck. Come on, bro. Hey, we this? can get into all that, but it's yeah. just not the same as being it. Well, I mean, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, 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 I, I think it's, yeah, I don't think you're a Nazi sympathizer. I think you like to go like, what's, what's the, what's the usual take? I'm going to take the opposite. You are, you are Stephen A. Smith. You are Colin Cowherd. Yes. You are like, I you're guess. like, I don't even believe in this shit, but I'm just going to say it because Bob and yeah. Tom agree. Bob and Tom say a. I'm gonna say Z because otherwise yeah, the it, show it, wouldn't go anywhere. So you take Tom, in talk to, slings and barbs for us and for the listeners, so that this podcast can continue. So we thank you. It's a, thank you, Tom. Is, is you just plugged into something? It's called Good this Radio. Is, yeah, yeah. This is this is thanks to the soldiers. 
all of them on both <laughs> sides. I still think that. I mean, I still think the band is fucking trash. Uh, they could be singing sure. about like how much they like chocolate cake, and I'd be like, "This is garbage." Tom, who do you sure. like better, uh, Devlin June or Talking Heads? Yo, give me Talking Heads in his stupid ass suit all day. Okay, I like okay. the letting the days go. By. That's a good song. I get it. Okay. Right. I just hate um, like the like. I saw him on Broadway and they're not plugged in. Like, all right, fuck off. Just all you. Just <laughs> all right. So spinning off of the uh, the, the hard left here, um, qu- a conversation I had recently uh, for both of you: Talking Heads or Motorhead? Motorhead. Talking heads. I love talking. I, I know. Just, I, 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 mean, I, I mean, I knew the answer for both of you because, you know, the talking heads is the easy one. Uh, so we're going to go on a uh, decision tree here. <laughs> Tom, you go first. Uh, you said motorhead. Um, talking heads or radiohead? Right, this is going to, um, I'm going to go radiohead. Okay. Patrick, uh, motorhead or radiohead? Motorhead. Okay. Tom. <clears throat> Uh, she's that da, da, da. Um, motorhead or fiddlehead. Oh uh, yeah. I'm going to get called out for being a pose dog, but not at me, all. Not at all. No, no, no pose in here. We love, we love different opinions. <laughs> give me fiddlehead till I'm dead. Fiddlehead till I'm dead. Patrick radiohead or fiddlehead. Fiddlehead. Okay. I, I, radiohead is torture. Okay. Have you heard early radiohead, radiohead though? Like guitar based radiohead is pretty great. Yeah, and I, I like the first. Okay, I like OK Computer too. Like yeah, that's. Yeah. But after that, after I, that it goes crazy. Computer. Yeah, when they um, get all dan- like yeah, then I'm out. Portishead or Talking Heads, Tom. Portishead. Portishead or Fiddlehead, Patrick. Fiddlehead. Okay. Um, Portishead or Machine Head, Patrick. Oh, Machine Head. Okay. Machine Head or Fiddlehead, Patrick. Oh, that's tough. I actually like some machine. Machine Head has some fucking heavy tracks, man. Um, like a ten ton hammer. So, what's that? What's that record? That's the record. Uh, fuck. Whatever. Real, uh, it, it, yeah. Burn my eyes. Uh, so you're saying Machine Head over Fiddlehead? Nah, I don't know, man. Because hey, that's Pat the Fine, only. You hear that? Yeah. <laughs> well, has anybody, uh, Bob, that you may not have, Tom, I imagine you have. Have you tried any Machine Head material no. past that? Yeah, it's not listenable to me. It's but I mean, not, they got bigger. It's not very good. No, but that's like I new know. metal, but it's like on the cusp of like new metal starting. Yes. And, and, uh, and all right, sorry, everybody, for this Machine Head rant. But uh, I think that the, the uh, that that record, uh, Burn, Burn, I think it's Burn My Eyes. It, it, that record uh, has all the hints towards where, like, like if you ever heard new metal and you thought this would be cool if it was cool, that record has some hints of that, and then they went in this very, very corny direction. You know how but they, then they got they more metal. But okay, but they had to defend themselves after they had to go more metal after they had a rap part on one of their songs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They went like full new metal, and now they're like, no, we like Metallica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, this is all to say that Fiddlehead has two good records. Uh, Machine Head has one. So we're going. Machine to- Head has like three good songs. One of which is that "Left Freedom Ring" with a shotgun blast, which it's a good song though. You're, so you're you may giving, be you're giving, you're giving it to Fiddlehead over Machine Head, Patrick. Yeah, because it just by okay. volume. Sure. Okay. All right, Tom, Fiddlehead or Machine Head? Fiddlehead. Okay. All right. Um, 
uh, pale head or fiddlehead? Tom. Oh man, I really like I really love Palehead. Um, pale yeah, I would have to go Fiddlehead just because there's more songs. Okay. Patrick. Uh, I would normally go with that rationale, but I love Palehead material that much. You know, Ministry did Palehead songs in this last tour. No shit. Yeah, they do Man Will Surrender and I think one other one. If okay. it wasn't the most pathetic it thing I could surrender. imagine, I'd love to watch it. Dude, Ministry's still dope, and they still put up the gate and the big fence in front of the stage. Like they did in like the yeah. 80s. I don't know. There's so that, much processing and stuff, dude. You don't even see him. Like you don't see Al Jorgensen. Okay. Right. It's just All like right. noise and like. They All right. It. So of the head stuff we talked on, uh, it seems as though talking heads is Patrick's number one with a bullet. Tom, are you taking fiddlehead over mo- motorhead? I think so. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. So fiddlehead is your number one right now. Um, yeah. Do you where of the headbands we've talked about? Where would head PE fall at the bottom? The very bottom. Yes. How about the song Headstrong by Trapped? Um, right above head PE. Okay. I'm still want to see Isaac fight him. Yeah. We'll Patrick. take it over. Porta- we'll take it over. Portishead. Whoa. Okay. Wow. How about the song head like a hole by nine inch nails? That might be the top. It's pretty good, man. <laughs> I think I think they're the corniest fucking thing that ever fucking played music, and I th- that song rips. We need to do a Nine Inch Nails uh, theology episode. We'll talk about it. Um, how about the song "Head Over Heels" by Tears for Fears? Great song. Yeah, great song. That would be like top five, top three on that list. Yeah, that would be that would be a three slot for me. Yeah, that blows my mind that they're you like guys an, nailed it. Good job. They're an arena band. Saying? They're fucking awesome. <laughs> All right, here's my ratings. Motorhead, yeah. Space Space, Talking Heads, Space Space, Head Over Heels by Tears for Fears, Space, Fiddlehead, Portishead, Space Space, Radiohead, Head Like a Hole by Nine Inch Nails, but that mm, you guys might have talked me into it. That song could go up a couple spots. Space Space Space, Headstrong by Trapped, Head PE. We're we're very close here. Good job, guys. You know what we missed out on, which I'm the only person here that probably likes them. Head Automatica. Okay, yep. They're, they're, Pat, they're have you ever fucked with Head Automatica? Uh, no, I have not. Breaking I mean, I, 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 baby, is that the one? Yeah, yes. I, know, I know exactly that. Yeah. yeah. It was so, yeah, it's like Daryl from Glassjaw and dude from Basis right. from um, American Nightmare. That sounds yep. cool. Um, the records are like, they're Diamond very pop. Head. Diamond Head, which is just like gave Metallica some cool cover songs. <laughs> um, what else? I mean, there's got to be other like. Heads, um, other headbands. Yeah, there there are, but are they worth mentioning? I'm trying to think if they're no. good uh, hardcore headbands. Head, head, head. No, this probably is, and someone's gonna be like, "How the fuck did you forget?" 100%, yes, you know, it's okay. Like, I love it. I love yeah. it. I love the energy. Um, let's see. Uh, do, 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 do no, no. I think we got it, guys. This is good. Yeah. Um, Oh, uh, head of David. If you've ever heard the uh, Dust Bowl record, which is, uh, uh, I think it's the guy from uh, wh- what's the fucker's name from? Um, oh, wow, that's, that's uh, what, aggressive. Uh, no, 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 God, <laughs> it's not Buckethead. <laughs> oh, you're thinking of uh, Avril Lavigne? That's it. <laughs> Why are you gonna make it so complicated? <laughs> um, uh, 
Oh, what, it's what, uh, Justin Justin Broderick. It's it, it's like Justin Broderick's like it's much more like a band. Than, I'm always mixing up Justin Broderick and Avril Lavigne, so that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> what uh, what else is going on in the hardcore world, Patrick? Have you gone to a show in Australia? Uh, no, I think I go Saturday. Saturday. You go see Speed. Gonna go see Speed on Saturday. I wasn't gonna ruin it for myself by listening to Speed, but then uh, I must have said the word Speed a lot in the conversation with you fellows because mm. uh, my my YouTube started suggesting me Speed all the time. The video is uh, cool, and the video is cool. Yo, whenever you're kickboxing down the street uh, as a group of human beings, I'm in. You know, what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Pat has a contract written up. He's like, "What about you know? What what about your U.S. distribution?" Because I got you. Yeah. No, I'm game. For, I mean, it looks like Flat Spot is on the job. So yeah. shout out to them. Um, I uh, no, it's cool. I, I I look forward to the show. Tom, what do you got? You got anything else on your calendar coming up for shows? Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, well, so I went to a show is, that everyone is, had. Everyone got COVID, which was cool. So I'm gonna, yeah. No, oh, damn. That was last week. Um, okay. it started near you, mm-hmm. and then it spread to Brooklyn when that mm-hmm. tour came to Brooklyn. So I'm pretty psyched on that. Um, so I'm going to be a little bit more discerning, I think. And, and uh, so, yeah, I'm trying to think what I got coming up. So this is the time folks. Summer is coming. There's festivals. There's a yeah. lot of touring happening. Uh, we, we'll start planning. Um, what are you excited for? This is maybe this is how we wrap it up. Uh, we're going to talk about it probably maybe not next week, but in the next coming weeks for the rest of 2022, we're kind of finally out of the fog you know, shows are happening on the regular. There's new releases, new music. What are you excited for for the rest of the year? Let's let's get uh, let's pump the energy in the room like a Whitney Houston song. All right, you know what I'm psyched that the Flex are playing a bunch of shows and they're playing Brooklyn twice. I'm going to go see the Flex. I'm very excited about that. Yeah. They're doing a record release with I think it's a Kulu and Combust at Gold at uh, Gold Sounds. Gold Sounds, good show. That'll be a great show. show too. Um, I'm psyched. I know for a fact that in the next. In the cal in the calendar year 2022, Anno Domini, yeah. um, we're getting a new Inclination LP. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Getting a new Incendiary Incendiary LP. Cool. And a new Mind Force LP. Yep. Cool. New Mind Force Yo. LP. New new uh, new Enforced LP. New. What was the band we were just at the end it record? I'm really excited for that. There's a bunch of stuff. What do you say, PK? Uh, I just listened to that. There's a new The Flex record. Am I correct? Yes. I yep. think I listened to it. I think I listened to it. it Chewing you know gum for years. For, yeah, you know this is rare for me. I listen. I think I think I caught it the day it came out. Don't know why. Wow. I never. I never check out anything the day it came out. But I went on a. Uh, this is a little, maybe a little mini topic. Uh, Let's hit it. I did. Uh, so in a day, I did The Flex, Gridiron, Tower Seven, MH Chaos, uh, and. <laughs> Um, what else did I do? Pretty I, divergent. So, yeah, new core uh, Patrick over here. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it's rare for me to check stuff out it, like that, but I started jogging, so I check everything out now. Uh, and uh, <laughs> everybody's everybody's doing good work. Oh, listen. Okay, so Shout this out to is the least record. Hard- Great record. Uh, yeah, it, good record. I enjoyed the MH Chaos stuff too. Uh, the end record. I'm going to be totally frank. It's it's too heavy for me to really understand. Comprehend, it's, like ju- right. it's it's like just too far into what it is, which I said originally, like, but that was after like a cursory listen. I listened to the entire thing front to back, like taking it all in the other day. And 
the reason I want I want to love it because I'm I friends with Jay Pepito and I I'd like I he is enjoying his time in this band so fucking much that I it makes me love this band, but uh, it's just too heavy. Like it just starts heavy, it ends heavy. It's just and for a lot of our listeners are gonna love this. For listen, this band and knocked loose should you know if you like one you like the other right like this but for me it's just too fucking heavy but uh what i was going to say was uh the least hardcore thing of the kind of music in our world that i've listened to is that new cave-in which i'm going to push everybody towards people are saying it's, it's got awesome some, like awesome listen it's got classic bob you may enjoy it more than anybody that i'm really excited for it i gotta listen the second half of it is a classic rock record like yeah. it's, it's just goes down a classic rock hole and doesn't stop. I'm so, here. Uh, really, some you know the band was always on point with the riffs, but I feel like when they were doing the pure like it, it, check out how many pedals we got, a lot of space to this, like blah blah blah. I I was way out, way out. Jupiter's and great though. I'm gonna revisit it. I did a, a full cave in listen through, like everything, like two years ago, yeah. and I it was it was shocking how quickly I lost the plot on this band. But when I until your heart stops, I think is like all time. You know what yeah. I mean? But mm-hmm. but I'm that fella that wants to. If you're doing shit with your career where you're like trying something and you are doing it, then I I don't want to be the guy stuck in your past. You know what I mean? No, so no, I, who so does? I, so I've been trying to get past this record that I consider an all-time classic and, and enjoy other material. It just never really fully hits. I think every, every record has songs on it, but I never really love the full record. You know, this, this new record is an hour long. I just alienated a lot of our listeners and it, it is fucking good. The, the lowest I could chop it down to would be like 45. If I was sure, like being, sure, sure. being ruthless, that's pretty fucking good. Wow. So like I, uh, I'm going to advise all our listeners to check that out. And I, I know I've been, I said this to Tom after he'd made the recommendation that gridiron record is really fucking fun. Uh, the, uh, the flex record, really good. Uh, mm-hmm. That tower seven record also really good. Tower seven but, as, good. but as I told somebody, it's kind of like two in the pocket for kind of like that style. You know what I mean? Like I just wanted something like a little, a little outside of it. I think they just do that style perfectly. So it's hard to be mad, but like, you know, I, I was looking for like, oh, when are they going to hit me with some left field shit? And they didn't. They, it was like straight down the middle for that style. Um, There's some real cool kind of uh, crusty, hardcore mix stuff going right now. Um, I've been pushing a lot of people towards the People's Temple demo, Brooklyn band. Uh, I think it's really good. Right that new, there's, it's really, really good. Um, Roach Leg Records put that out. Everybody should check it out. Um, I, I think it's great. It's it's got that crusty element, but more like that layered over a firm base of us hard, like eighties influence us hardcore without the cosplay. Like that's the thing I think we're catching. Crust is by nature, this thing. And it isn't even totally a sound as much. It's a sound, but it's more like that can be applied on top of a lot of different things. And uh, there's a lot of, I mean, I think that tower seven records, a good example. There's some other stuff. Um, what was I about to tell you guys? Um, the Warthog EP is good. Warthog, yeah, that was the thing. Oh, it is, yeah. Warthog's really good. Uh, yo, the Caven, I, that's what I wanted to get to. I wanted to ask you about Caven. You did that dive. 
Uh, I recently, for um, the In Search of Tracks podcast I did with Pete, we did the second Blitz LP, Second Empire Justice. And it was really interesting because I worked hard. I went back to Voice of the Generation, the first Blitz LP, straight classic street punk oi record, you know. And you can get, but Second Empire Justice is post-punk as it gets. So, yeah. So, so different. But on this like headphones deep in it, listen, I was like, okay, structurally, the A side of this Second Empire Justice LP, you're really still getting structural and like song notes that you would have found. And it's like, oh, if these dudes wanted to redo this as a voice of, gen- of a generation style song, you could do that. With Caven, you know, there's Until Your Heart Stops, the EP after that, Creative Eclipses, is that right? Yep. Yep. And then Jupiter. Mm-hmm. Creative Eclipses sort of bridges the gap, but it's not. It's way more Jupiter than it is Until Your Heart Stops. Yep. Do you see or have you thought about that? Can you find any structural differences or structural similarities, rather? between the interior heart stop material through creative eclipses into Jupiter, or does it feel like it's a cut? You know what I mean? Cut. Like there's a change. Cut. It feels yeah. like a cut. I feel like until your heart stops is like Rifferama. Yeah. It's just like, you like riffs. Cool. Cause we have all of them. See, no. this and they're is the all sick. This is the interesting thing to me is there is that space right between those two things, which is until your heart stops, which is, Riff filled, metallic, really hard, aggressive, aggressive. And then where they go to with Jupiter and Creative Eclipses, which is truly post hardcore studio space, finding sound and like riffing into it. Like, and I I love Jupiter. And I really, Creative Eclipses, you catch me on the right day, I might like it as much because I I think it's a little, I think it's condensed. I think they nail it. Like it's it's an acoustic song, a rock song and a, and a, and a failure cover. It's like, okay, right. It works really well. Yeah. But, um, I think there's a space in between those things where something cool could happen. And it always trips me out because I'm like, Oh, could there have been this thing? It's tough because you want, you also want to do a new thing. So, um, yeah, anyways, Caven, go rewrite, write a record that falls in between those two things, and let's see what it sounds like. Might be this. Uh, yeah, it might be this. Uh, there's Because there's some truly heavy moments on this, and of the type that I like where it's like, uh, there's a lot of these songs, as long as they are, still have charge to them. And, and uh, I really enjoy that. The, uh, good choruses that are really forceful. Uh, I did not expect to like this record because the, you know, no disrespect to the cave and people who have been doing an impressive thing for a long time. The music videos leading up to this record uh, were the biggest turnoff I've ever experienced of a band. I can't like, it was, they were so goofy and look, these dudes are not a thing that's been cool about them. I've said this for years, like, you know, like the show of theirs I saw in Boston, they were throwing, uh, bagels out into the crowd that like this is not like a deathly serious on stage they're having a good time i've always respected that about them but these videos were too fucking goofy man i was i was out one of them like a horror movie and, kind of thing that, whatever you know what tom it all made me vomit i couldn't look at it so <laughs> uh it, it but but it really it fucking works these songs work i was very impressed uh 
Can I uh, shout out to our uh, uh, listener, James, who who has uh, become my friend in Perth. He turned me on to uh, f- uh, French oi. So I am down a French oi hole. Uh- <laughs> what stuff are you checking out? Because it's a giant catalog of stuff, like huge. Yeah, it's, it's shockingly. I like the stuff that is really not oi at all. It just gets lumped in there. Uh, but uh, Bleach Boys, uh, uh, I, I enjoyed it, but not as much as uh, maybe James would have me believe. And then uh, I enjoyed the Reich Orgasm record. Uh, I'm Warrior Kids. Uh, Warrior Kids, I actually found myself really liking. Um, but then the stuff that is uh, like quite adjacent to all that, that's just like French punk, uh, like like uh, Camera Silence, I think is, is how you say it. Yep, yep. I'd heard this, I, I heard this record... I heard this record like a decade ago and hadn't thought about it since. You know, the one record, Reality, fuck, to our listeners, superb, br- like brittle sounding post punk parts into very traditional punk parts, seamless. Really, really fucking good record. Uh, uh, also, crazy story if, for people that don't know, uh, I believe it's the singer of that band uh, after the band broke up, contracted AIDS, uh, uh, then robbed a Brinks truck uh, and was on the run for like 20 years uh, running a record store in Portugal under a uh, fake name. Wow. <laughs> Can you top that? All right, yo, everybody give us the new stuff you're excited for. We're, we're excited here. We're going to do an episode on that and uh, we'll bring some stuff to the table. Let's go. What's up, Action Grind? Uh, here's a pit report coming at you from Chattanooga, Tennessee, from the uh, May 22nd hardcore matinees, all locals, uh, in an alleyway uh, behind the bar that's owned by a couple of uh, old punk dudes in town. Uh, starting the show off uh, first was uh, Corrupted Influence. They're a metallic hardcore band. If you like that, like heavier. Uh, just super ignorant shit. Um, they're going to be the one for you. They started off, uh, played a great set, kind of started setting the vibe early. Uh, right after that was a band that uh, shares a lot of members with uh, Corrupted Influence called Lack of Control, uh, playing a uh, little crossover style of hardcore. Um, once again, they awesome band. They just uh, set the set the tone even more. Um, after that, we had uh, Hard Way Out, who uh, just released uh, an EP. I believe it's going to be pressed by Iron Sight Records out of Atlanta. Um, this band is uh, shares. Members of Gum, actually, I think everyone in Gum except for the singer is in Hard Way Out, just switched around on instruments. Um, they played a killer set. They're truly the, uh, right now, they're definitely one of the top bands uh, to see coming out of Chattanooga. I'd definitely keep an eye on them. Uh, they did a uh, Warzone cover. And then uh, at the end of their set, uh, Gum jumped up and played uh, played a song, which was a cool surprise. 
after that was uh, was brute force. Uh, played a sick set. Everybody was going off to us. I, it was a, a really fun time. Uh, the rain started about four songs away from the end of our set, so we had to finish it up with no vocals and uh, ended it with a cover of uh, Punishment, uh, which the alleyway got completely wrecked. Um, after Us was supposed to be Late Night Rage, uh, they were not able to play because of the rain, uh, so we have to do a, an actual rain check on them. But uh, all these bands, uh, pretty much every hardcore band in Chattanooga right now, uh, came together, did a benefit for a friend of ours who recently broke his back, and uh, raised about $300 in cash and a bunch of money on uh, online stuff. So it, it was still a pretty good uh, success even though it started raining. Um, all those uh, sets are up on on YouTube at uh, Pit Record is the uh, name of the channel that they're uploaded by. Uh, so give those, a, give those a look if you have time. Uh, thanks, and uh, keep an eye out on Chattanooga. Bye. Yo, what's up? It's Gabe from Boston. I'm going to try to keep this brief. This is like my third or fourth attempt to record this because I keep on getting lost on tangents. going to do a double pit report, two shows I went to this week. Thursday, May 19th, Sons of Italy, Hingham, Massachusetts. One Step Closer, Pummel, Broken Vow, Surprise Set by Adrian, Climb, and Ankle Biter. Doors at 6, I get off work at 6, so I unfortunately missed Ankle Biter because Hingham is located about a 45-minute train right outside of Boston, and I couldn't really uh, swing getting there in time, not without getting out of work early or some sort of time vortex. Ankle Biter is going to be cool, though, when you, let, when you hear them finally. Their demo is done, but it's not out yet. Um, it's just think like Posse Numbers 2003 shit. If that doesn't mean anything to you, don't worry about it. You'll just... You'll hear fast, hardcore with, like, good, bouncy two-step parts. You'll be with it. Don't worry about it. Uh, Climb. Climb was the first band I was able to catch. They are basically a Deftones worship band, which basically means that they are, like, new metal. And, you know, if you like that shit, you will probably like them. I didn't really care for their music, but I do think that they sound very good at what they do if that's your thing, because the guitar tone is on point. The bass, the, ba the bass and drums rhythm section is definitely very, very tight. The vocals are very like drenched in reverb and sound cool for that style of music. It's just not really my thing. Cause I haven't really liked new metal since I was in high school. And even then I wasn't really much of a Deftones guy. I was more like a angsty, like Linkin Park and corn guy. I'm ashamed to admit, but it is what it is. Um, up next was Adrienne. Adrienne is a very late 90s influenced metalcore band. Uh, if you like bands like, say, your kind host Tom's band Indecision, or if you like weird European bands of the Hate Thousand scene, you will probably like Adrienne. They played three songs because it was a surprise set, two songs off their demo, and they opened with 
a new song that I think might be the song they put out on the One Scene Unity comp this summer. And that song was awesome. The old songs were awesome. They're a great band. Shout out to them. Major, major way. Uh, Broken Vow. Broken Vow, my favorite piece of lore about Broken Vow is that they met in the parking lot at a Magnitude show right before the pandemic really got underway. And they were like, oh, this is awesome. We should do a band. And they did. Because that's kind of what they sound like. They sound like Magnitude. They sound like they pull from the same well of influences as Magnitude, but they do go a little bit harder with like the mosh parts, which I think is cool. They're also all like really young. I think it's sick that like college kids who were like, I think they started the band they were still in high school, but like, yeah, like young kids like in their teens are still making new bands because sometimes I worry that it's all going to be old fucks like me doing bands and the same like five kids doing bands. But, like, these are all, like, new kids, and uh, it's really fucking sick to see. They sounded, they sounded very tight, very heavy, and uh, their new split with the band Set Straight from uh, Canada, I believe, is where that band is from. Um, the two new songs that they have out on that split are really, really sick. They actually closed with one of them just because, like, the breakdown is so undeniable. Can't, can't really fuck with that. Up next were my hometown boys. Pummel, Pummel are my team, my homeboys. Uh, it's always sick to see them in Massachusetts because it doesn't matter how many people are at the show, which this show was like moderately well attended. I think that place holds 200 and there were maybe 100 kids there. So that's not too bad um, for a Thursday night in particular in the suburbs. But like, yeah, no matter how many people are there, everybody just goes nuts for Pummel. They really have New England eating out of the palm of their hand, and I love to see it. I can't wait for them to drop another record and make people at the world at large of hardcore take notice. Pummel plays like his Boston band, but they play very like groovy New York hardcore in style, in style kind of music at, at times. Their new song has like some Crown of Thorns style music, riffs going on in it, which I think is cool. Cause you know me, I love Crown of Thorns. Um, they have a new, they played that new song and people just lost their minds because the breakdown in it was also very undeniable. Um, great band, great set of dudes. Wishing nothing but the best for them going forward. Uh, last to close out the night was One Step Closer. I bust their balls all the time about how they never played the song As the City Sleeps. They still did not play As the City Sleeps. They really should, because I think it's the best song they've written so far. Yes, that includes The Reach. But it was still a really great set. Had a nice flow to it. They play mostly new songs like they have been since the record came out. But went over pretty well. I like the way that uh, every time they play The Reach, people just immediately lose their minds right at the end. I also like that, that they, they, they did something that I've been wanting to do for a while, which is they basically opened with the opening track off the LP. I feel so. And, uh, that song is great. And I like the way, the way that it kind of kicks things off on the LP. And I also like the way it kicks things off live. They just played a little like intro, little like guitar intro. And then they went right into that song and it was awesome. Had people moving right from the start. Um, so that was the show. And last night, I went to another show, which I think everybody in New England was at, because it was sold out at the Worcester Palladium, all 2,500 tickets, and it was the Turnstile Love Connection Tour, with Turnstile, Citizen, Ceremony, Akulu, and Truth Cult. 
So I get there right at like 6.30, which is right before Truth Cult is about to start at 7. Truth Cult, I described to them, and they agreed with me as Fugazi that you're allowed to stage dive to, which is ironic because this show did have a barricade, but if you ever have the fortune of seeing Truth Cult without one, I recommend that you get on that stage and jump off it in as fun a way as you can think of. Um, very good, real, like, angular, post-hardcore, in the 90s sense, music. Uh, like I said, Fugazi, you're allowed to stage dive to. As in, I have good on good authority. Nobody in that band will put you in a headlock and escort you out if you try. Unless you, like, try to punch them or something, in which case all bets are off. But, you know, that's something else entirely. Akulu, Akulu proved by rocking that giant stage that they are every bit as much of like a real deal, like heavy metal band as they are a hardcore band because people could not believe what they were seeing. Uh, I lost my phone on the dance floor for about 30 seconds. And thankfully kind stranger picked it up off the floor and gave it back to me pretty much immediately. But that also was my cue to try to be in the quote unquote parent section for the rest of the night, because I was wearing gym shorts and gym shorts and pockets with uh, those gym short pockets are not good for if you're <laughs> if you're in a crazy ass show like that. Akulu uh, got a great reaction. People, a lot of people who had never moshed before were just like trying to run into the middle of the of the floor and like do back. One kid literally did a standing backflip and sucked the landing, and everybody clapped. It was awesome. Uh, people were just loving it. A lot of mosh, a lot of people trying to like crowd surf, which I thought was funny, but like at the same time, like that's what you do at these shows when there's a barricade. So fuck it, you know? Any positive reaction is a good reaction. Afterwards, ceremony played. I feel really bad because a friend of mine asked me if I knew who was up next and I told him it was Citizen because I thought it was Citizen. And he was like, all right, cool. I'm going to go chill in the back because he doesn't really like Citizen. But ceremony is one of his favorite bands. So <laughs> they, they start setting up. And the next thing you know, they're playing like the drum intro to Sick to like signal that they're about to start their set. He hears it and he starts running down the steps to get to the floor as quickly as humanly possible, just like barreling through people. And next thing I know, I see him from where I'm at up top on top of people in the front, just like trying to like run up on stage and not get caught by security, but still got caught by security, but you know, whatever. But like shout out to him for real, because I fucked up and he remedied the situation as quickly as possible. Ceremony played a decent mix of the old and the new um, with a, I feel like the only thing I can say about Ceremony that is the, – the only thing I can say about Ceremony is that I really think that they blend the different eras of their music very well in a live setting. So that works pretty well, the way that they play the, like, post-punk stuff and the hardcore stuff in the same breath. Um, it's not really a band that I've ever really had much of a connection with but I respect what they do because they've always just kind of followed the, their, their vision, whatever you call it, and just done whatever the fuck they wanted. And I always think that's a cool thing, even when that vision does not align with my personal sensibilities. So props to them. And people liked it. I will say that. People were feeling that. I could see it from my little perch up on the rafters of the Palladium. <laughs> you know, people bouncing. Citizen was up next. Citizen is another band that I don't really connect with. I think it might be an age thing because I'm old enough to remember when the killers were actually a popular relevant band and it just was not my thing then. It's not really my thing now. That being said, it's very well done. They have a couple of songs that I will like kind of hum to myself. I think they're pretty catchy, but it's just 
not what I look for, unfortunately. But again, very tight and competent live act. Good energy. They have the crowd singing along, jumping up and down, all that good shit. Uh, then Turnstile came on, and all right, the first thing I'm going to say is I think Turnstile might have curated the playlist for in between sets of the entire night because it was all like insanely good, like disco, funk, and soul music. At one point, right before they started playing, I heard I Feel For You by Chaka Khan directly into Never Too Much by Luther Vandross, and then later on they played Got To Be Real by Cheryl Lynn. Now, Never Too Much by Luther Vandross is legitimately one of my favorite songs ever, so I was literally like in the crowd like singing along to myself. But then when they were about to start playing, they cranked up the PA, and as their intro music, they played I Want to Dance with Somebody Who Loves Me by Whitney Houston at, like, top volume. People lost their shit, not just because they knew Turnstop was about to start playing, but because this is a good-ass song. So next thing you know, I'm looking down from above from the Raptors, and I'm seeing, like, a mosh pit has, like, now formed where people are, like, dancing and pushing each other to fucking Whitney Houston, and somebody's trying to crowd surf up to the stage while the Whitney Houston song is playing. And everybody's just screaming at the top of their lungs. Oh, I want to dance with somebody. Like, it's crazy. And then the lights come on and Turnstile is walking on stage and they immediately kick into mystery. And the place explodes. Like, you just hear every single voice in that room just singing along and screaming and, like, losing their minds. They played a pretty decent selection off the new record, smattered in a couple of songs from the last 12 P's, threw in a little bit of canned heat for the old heads, and that was pretty much the flow of the set. I kind of wish they'd played Gravity, but I guess they're trying to retire some of the older material right now. They did play Drop, though, which, like, that song is just such a banger. I was in the rafters and I was literally like air drumming and trying to not like mosh on people in the bal- in the mezzanine or whatever because that's just weird. But I was just like so moved by what I was seeing. They are legitimately one of the most electrifying bands I have ever seen in my life. And they were that way before they were this big. They just have something, they have like a rare quality that I can't fully describe. Uh, just the energy that they give off. Like, the fact that they don't have people, a thousand people flying off the stage because of the barricade, but they still have this presence, this energy radiating from the stage in such a capacity is truly something very special. And I think that that band is destined for even greater heights than what they've already accomplished. Uh, I think that they will be playing arenas and stadiums in the span of three to five years, if I'm being totally honest. So... If you didn't go to this tour, you didn't get a ticket to this tour, this Turnstile tour, uh, kick yourself in the head because you are going to live to regret it. But in the meantime, I'm just very happy that I got to see them. Uh, all the new songs sounded incredible live. Um, the, Like I said, I, I love the way that their singer dances on stage now. He's just like dancing. He's not like trying to like look hard or anything. He's just like... Busting a move. I think it's sick. Like, I think that band is about fun and it's about like positive vibes and it's not about like looking tough or being any kind of like shithead anymore. So it's a, it's a good energy and it's bringing in a lot of new people. I think a lot of people who have never been to a hardcore show, this was their first experience to anything close to it. Uh, I actually heard from a couple of people I was talking to my friend, uh, Robin from the band Truth Cult. 
And he said that a couple people had been walking up to him on this tour and at this show saying like, yo, this is my first show ever of any kind. So I think it's great that a lot of bands, for a lot of people, Truth Cult might have been the first band they ever saw play live music, period. Which is great because that's a great band. That's a great band. Akulu is a great band. Ceremonium Citizen, while not really my thing, are bands that I will recognize are good at what they do and good at bringing people in and having them have a good time. So I think that's cool, too. And Turnstile, I mean, Turnstile are going to be the icons of this generation, in my opinion. And I think that that's pretty well bolstered by the reaction that they got last night. And that's pretty much it. Those are the two shows that I went to this week. Hope to go to some more in the coming weeks. Hope everybody has a nice, safe holiday weekend coming up, Memorial Day, by the time that this airs or whatever. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Thank you all. Peace be with you. Have a good night.